0: I think I just kind of decided I wasn't going to play by anyone else's rules and I was going to do things my way. While our dad is usually a main source of subject when discussing our personal and mutual dysfunction, we would like to emphasize the fact that having daddy issues or a father at all is not required to blame poor life decisions on your childhood or to join us in discussion. This podcast aims to create a safe environment for young adults to open up and reflect on how and why they are the way that they are, and how to use or lose those behaviors going forward in a light, comical, and laid-back setting. Basically, we get drunk and get real about our choices, and we invite anyone and everyone to join us. We are an all-inclusive space. Childhood Childhood trauma trauma spares no no one. What's up, what's up, what's up? All right, G. Tell us about your week. My week? Okay, so... I may or may not have showered for like the past three or four days. Three or four. Four days. (laughs) Okay, we're going to (laughs) keep you honest here. This is quarantine time. They kind of blend together. Let me just say I was here four days ago and G was wearing the same clothes when I got here today. Okay, um, but the main point of the story is I did shower, and that was a big win for me today. Yeah, I'm proud personally. of you. <laughs> so, how is this dad's fault? Okay, so this is dad's fault because, and I'll tell you why right now I'm about to tell you. You should see the look in her eyes, guys. Okay, so I hate showering when it's cold outside, and we have had a cold front here in Texas. Right? It has been cold, Okay. We actually turned the heat on today. Yeah. It was in like 37 degrees. Which is why I showered, because we turned the heat on, because it's freaking cold outside. Okay. Well, it's dad's dad's freaking fault, because he had the option to move us to LA or Chicago. Oh, yeah. They were choosing between those two. Uh Did dad choose LA? I mean, Chicago? Yes. Dad freaking chose Chicago. Dad. Why, dad? So I am traumatized by the cold, and therefore did not shower. Thanks, dad. Thanks, dad. It's your fault. It's always, we can always find a way. We're going to get into this episode. We're going to go into Gloria's story a little bit and how her reaction to our dad leaving has been with her throughout her whole life. So take it away. So as you know, I've kind of been the rebellious of the bunch. Yes. I think, um, I mean, it was a huge burden for me to just take on <laughs> <laughs> the responsibility of teaching y'all what not to do. I'm so sorry. You're very welcome. Um, it's a thankless job to just screw up time and time again and then, you know, just so that you guys can be the successful humans you are. Um, so my first little story is about a high school party I had. Okay. Which one? <laughs> <laughs> the more successful one. We won't get into the earlier one because that one is sad. <laughs> um, for my 18th birthday, I wanted to throw a huge party. And...
1: So this she was, did.
0: This was so no, I did. This was during the end of Mom and Burger. Like they had just ended, but he was weirdly still no, he wasn't at the house anymore, but he was coming back to finish building the shed he was building yeah. in the backyard. <laughs> we will most we'll certainly get into that in one of these episodes. Um but yeah, your senior year they had just separated. Yeah, I think yeah, I think he was out by then. Um but my mom's birthday is a day before mine and And mine is three days after. Yeah, yeah so birthdays are pretty big in our household. But not and Carl. Carl You were born in March. Sorry. Sorry about it. All of our birthdays are back to back, but Carl's is not. Um, anyways. So so I convinced mom my senior year it'd be a good idea to let me have a party. Mm -hmm. because i've been on my best behavior which was like the bare minimum as far as like behavior was concerned yeah (laughs) in general i mean it was a rough senior year i do not know why she allowed that party (laughs) to happen at all um she said she even told me like you were there when she said like yeah you can have a few friends over i know they're probably gonna bring some beers but just like keep it small, keep yeah. it chill and don't provide the booze. Yeah. Like you were there. I have evidence that that conversation was had. Evidence. It's in my brain. <laughs> but, um, I took that and ran with it, if you will. Um, <laughs> <I> sprinted, um, <laughs> sprinted. really You've never booked seen it. Me She somebody. booked it. <laughs> um, so I decided I was going to charge everybody the hundreds of people I invited hundreds of people um five dollars. our house was not very big (laughs) it was not that big it was it was oh my god so hundreds of people five dollars each they got a wristband dressed the whole thing up like a club got my friend's older sibling to buy the booze it was a lot of booze made jello shots made jello shots that was a priority i think the only thing that didn't have alcohol in the entire kitchen was the fruit. I, I was adamant about carving a fruit sculpture. It was hideously ugly, but I did it. And there was like a watermelon thing. People were pouring booze in it by the end of the night. So, but, <laughs> but the jello shots. Yes. Mom, tell. No, you tell what happened with the jello shots because you only just reminded me. So, Gloria made jello shots before this party and put them in our fridge, which I don't know how she didn't think our mom was going to see them. But, my mom opened the thing and she was the fridge and she's like Gloria what are these doing in here like why do you have jello shots Gloria literally looked my mom in the eyes and said mom they're fake they're fake jello shots just to kind of get the feel for the party you know pretend we're drinking alcohol and my mom said okay I'm gonna try one and Gloria's like go for it there's not any alcohol in it my mom took a jello shot somehow Gloria convinced my mom that there were no alcohol there was no alcohol in I can't talk (laughs) She convinced my mom that there was no alcohol in the jello shot when there was and my mom walked away thinking that my sister made jello shots with no alcohol for this party. She straight up said, like, I taste alcohol in these and I said, that's a placebo effect. <laughs> Gloria is, uh, she can convince you of pretty like, much anything. was very creative, even as a child. So, um, yeah, so the party proceeds. I remember having a friend, like, watching the door to make sure no randos showed up or whatever. And she came to me halfway through the party and was just like, I can't, and just starts drinking. And I was like, okay. So I go man the door and immediately realize it's completely out of control and also start drinking. And things go haywire. Um, It was a great time. I mean, not even half the alcohol came out by the time. Um, Um, mom came upstairs. (laughs) Oh yeah, that's the best part. I told her to just stay downstairs in the basement (laughs) and paid Carl $5 to make sure she stays down there. $5, which she still reminds me to this day, I have yet to pay her. Oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, she comes upstairs, busts the whole thing, kicks everyone out. It was, it was a mess, but... But what's the best part when you sit on the fireplace oh yeah so I, I tell her she comes upstairs she's yelling at me. well first of all I don't even know if I want to share this tidbit but Sonia is the one who sees mom first coming up with like terrified. rage in her I eyes I was terrified yeah <laughs> mind she, you guys I was trying to clean up the entire party she, I was terrified <laughs> she comes looking for me and I'm making out with some random dude in your bed she's like Claire, i'm blacked out like i am messed up and she's just like what mom's upstairs like oh my god i run out and mom just screaming at me in front of all of my friends who like oh, how love dare me she because gosh they're drunk. mom and she's just like screaming at me and i'm like i got this i can i can handle this and so i climb up on the fireplace and i start screaming everybody go home now and <laughs> Like, the music is playing. People are just partying. No one's paying any attention to me. She eventually gets everyone out of the house. and yeah. Had to, we had to scrub our garage down because it was just, co- it, it was, was covered it was in co- alcohol open. and sweat of it high schoolers. It was honestly a blessing in disguise because I think the cops probably would have been called any minute. Um, so. And we would have gotten mom arrested. And the moral of the story here is I still managed to win best party thrower in my freaking yearbook and so, i only threw the one so do you think that was your largest act of rebellion? That was a pretty big one for sure, to be sure. But there were like little moments that i think like you and everyone never saw like just between me and mom that i would make little comments that would just oh, yeah. <laughs> So that was a later act of rebellion for you. Like yeah. your senior year. But do you think you Like, did it throughout your whole life? I mean, yeah. Mom's favorite story ever to talk about with me was um, in first grade, like, my homework assignments every night were to color a page. It was, like, the tiniest little page, Mm -hmm. too. It was so small. And, first of all, that teacher just personally offended me on day one so I refused to ever do homework because for some reason that was a punishment to her and not to myself so mom would stay up all night with me begging me like coloring my homework and trying to encourage me like look it's fun and she would beg me to color and I just was like no nope nope I would sit there and just not color from day one from day one and she finally sends me to bed no this is the best part she finally sends me to bed I sneak under my covers with a flashlight, and I grab my coloring book, like my for fun coloring book, and I color a picture, and I write, I'm so sorry, mom. I love you. And I leave it for her. <laughs> you How that. I'm alive to this day is a miracle (laughs) she she has spent her entire life thinking that was out of spite i honestly genuinely as a child was just like i hurt her oh she thought that was out of spite yes but she like but like i genuinely was like oh man i messed up she was so upset but like i wasn't even trying to rebel against her in that situation i was rebelling against my stupid teacher Technically, that'd be before Dad left, though. Mm-hmm. So you were just like a rebel from the beginning. Yeah, it was really a problem. So can we blame Dad for this one? Yes, because there were other things that I was already rebelling about. about Dad? Yeah. Like, before then. Just because... Yeah, just finding out he wasn't my birth father right around that same age. Yeah. Might have done it. So she's been a rebel from <laughs> from early from an, stages. From a, from but I would say that that, that that encounter, that, that um example that we gave last episode... Propelled it even further. Which example? The one that we talked about last episode the entire time. The curb one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, that one. Yeah, I think that kind of. Sorry, I was trying to <laughs> remove it from my memory. I've been trying my whole life and I just can't. It's there, it's garden. Um. That kind of propelled it, you said. Yeah, I think and having it like having the parents being separated also just kind of mm, yielded itself as an opportunity to get away with a lot more stuff. Oh yeah. Like I was only dipping my toes in with the coloring incident. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Progressively. My senior year, I was a full. Senior year maniac. that was like the last time you could rebel as a child. Oh yeah, and like you not have real consequences. Yeah. <laughs> For real. It was literally my eighteenth birthday. I mean, I was like I'm about to be an adult and actually can get in real actual consequences. So might as well go all out. (laughs) But do you think that that like rebellious side of you like still plays a role in your life now? Yeah. I think just like in general have a problem with authority or just like rules in general. (laughs) How so? <laughs> Elaborate. <laughs> so like going to college, I struggled with school and everything because like teachers will tell me something and I'm like, you're just a dumb, dumb grown up and you don't know what you're talking about, <laughs> even though you've had years and years of life. Uh-huh. And I am just going to do I'm just smarter thing. than yeah, you. Yeah, I'm just smarter than everybody. I'm the best. And um, so I didn't finish school. So I guess probably wrong school about school meaning college yeah Don't college worry. yeah yeah graduated I, I graduated high school stop <laughs> we were <laughs> concerned for a oh, bit. thank you so much thank you just kidding she graduated early yeah I was a really um p- very persuasive student as well as a child <laughs> so you think you rebelled with college exp- I'm not gonna finish it yeah maybe you rebelled by getting married oh yeah at 20. 20. <laughs> Would you call that rebellion? That could um definitely (laughs) maybe be considered a form of rebellion, Mm -hmm. maybe. Um I think I just kind of decided I wasn't gonna play by anyone else's rules. And I was gonna do things my way, whatever that way was. You think it's worked out for you? I think so. Yeah. I'm thriving. But what do you think? There's any consequences? Oh, absolutely, because of it? absolutely. I mean, I would love to have like a legitimized degree right now. I think <laughs> I suffer severely from what's called the professionals call imposter syndrome. Oh, everyone. Even if you have a degree, trust me, you have imposter syndrome. Yeah. Well, the voices in my head tell me that I am not legit because because I you're quit. working around a lot of <laughs> you're not legit because you quit. You know, instead of too legit to quit. <laughs> oh, but you work around people with like degrees so yeah is that for sure kind of yeah yeah it's hard because you know I taught myself a lot of life because mm. I chose to I decided that was gonna be my way and I don't always know like lingo or the way of the actual business that I'm in or Whatever, like there, are, there are a lot of things. It's not just in business. It's in my hobbies. It's in just being an adult, a functioning human. Like I didn't go about it the way a lot of people do. Like, and sometimes I just feel like I'm faking it till I make it. Are we all? Yes, we are all. But that's the thing. That's my my reasoning behind it is that I kind of just like. But almost. what do you think? How, what is the positive in it? What's the positive in being a being a rebel? Um, I think that I get to attribute a lot of my success to myself, which is cool Mm. because I just like choose to do things my way instead of like giving other people the satisfaction. Even just saying that I'm, the idea of like telling someone my successes are because of them like freaks me out and I think that's why I pushed a lot of people away and like had to do it myself and it was definitely harder to do it that way I think and actually as an adult I feel like lately at least within the last few years I have more I've been like trying more to be a sponge is what I like to tell people like just learn as much as you possibly can and accept other people's knowledge and I think that's something I've kind of learned um within the past couple years And it's benefited me so much and it's humbled me a bunch. Like, I feel like I can attribute a lot of my growth to a lot of different people and just different sources. And and I don't know, I think that the confidence I have to be able to say like, yeah, I got this, even if like I have to go and like spend twice as long trying to figure out how the heck to do Mm -hmm. something um, mixed with other people's ability to share, you know, their journeys and like their knowledge with me. I think it's a combination of both. And I think I'm actually able to see that and know that and not feel like weirdly threatened by other people helping me through life. And yeah. So you take, you're kind of, I feel like you're a rebellious side. It's made you independent. But I think for a certain amount of time, you didn't want to accept help because you wanted to like rebel against it. But now you've kind of found the balance of still. Doing your own thing to make you feel good when you find those accomplish when you accomplish those things, but then not being so resistant to other people's help because, yeah, some people know more than you. Yeah, okay, be careful there. No, I'm just getting triggered. No, um, I think yeah, I think there's a there's a fine line between being independent and being on an island all by yourself. Yeah, and I think that my teens, especially into college, were just like me not knowing that line like not knowing the difference you totally were just trying to total island be by yourself yeah and push everyone away yeah and it's definitely a defense mechanism whereas like you are like oh i like don't push me we're actually kind of like freaking magnets you're like don't push me away don't push me away and i'm like pushing away pushing away so we'd be magnets opposite (laughs) each other (laughs) Yeah. We're opposite magnets. Yeah, so that probably accounts for a lot of the conflict we've had. But now we have this, and so yeah, maybe we can be magnet so, magnets. Still, all dad's fault. Yeah, yeah, for sure. To but be sure, he he made me rebel because um I had nothing to lose. Yeah, and. Yeah, you you were. I was gonna say you rebelled to be like. I wasn't good enough before, so I'm just gonna go further in that direction. Yeah, do whatever I want. You rebelled before. Yeah, you just you were born to be wild. (laughs) No, (laughs) I don't think. Okay, I was I was always kind of a wild child, but I just always felt different, like than the whole family. Not just like our family, but the like extended family, everyone. So yeah. And then it was kind of, like, confirmed. And then I was like, cool. That sucks. (laughs) Now now let me go be even more different. Yeah, I'm going to be very different. Let me get the tattoo of a black sheep on my body forever. Yes. As a reminder. But I think in the long run, like you said, it made you into who you are now. And you're dwelling on the positives. Yeah. So because there are no faults in our faults no they're good things everything about us is great even (laughs) if it's us we're perfect there's nothing no change needed (sighs) yeah i think honestly too like being the black sheep allows me to have a different opinion and outlook on life that i think a lot of people in our family appreciate even if they don't appreciate it when i'm shoving it down their throat yeah (laughs) you're being different, I think, is greatly appreciated by everyone Yeah. in your life. Oh, thanks. By me, at least. OMG. <laughs> All right. Well, here we are. That's not it. Thank you no. for joining us on a journey inwards, outwards, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> towards. Towards. But we'll be back next week with a little something else. Mix it up. Switch it up. And always find a way to blame it on dad. Thanks, dad. Bye.